0: Welcome to The Hobcast, a weekly podcast from Hoback Books, an independent publisher of thrillers, crime, and suspense novels. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of what we do, the challenges and the triumphs, the bumps and troughs of building a new creative business in this pandemic world. We'll hear from the people who make all this possible the authors, cover designers, and editors, and we'll have expert insights from our guest star interviews. Nothing is off the agenda on the Hobcast from Hobeck Books, as we combine trad values and an indie spirit. Hello Hello. and welcome to the Hobcast Book Show, show number 62.
1: Number 62.
0: I'm Agent Hobart.
1: I'm Rebecca Collins.
0: And together we run Hobeck Books, UK independent publishers of the following genres.
1: Mysteries. Suspense. Thrillers
0: And crime. And you're very welcome to the show. Our guest this week is Dave McCluskey, who was a very late substitute. But we're extremely grateful he made himself available at short notice to join us. And he was
1: great. He was fantastic, wasn't he? We we didn't really know what to expect. So we had to do a bit of a a crash course in who Dave is this morning. And we didn't really have much time to do that, but we had a fascinating chat, as always, and not necessarily just about books.
0: Yep. No, I mean, he, he follows in the uh, traditions of Murray Chong, who also joined us at last minute and, <laughs> and, and, and filled a gap. So uh, enormously grateful to him. We're sorry that Harriet Young couldn't join us. Harriet, uh, we suspect, has COVID, so it wasn't feeling well enough to do it. And I wasn't well enough earlier in the week. Either no, it was destined
1: do. not to happen at that no. time. No. So
0: another time. Yes. But, so we'll speak to Harriet later. But uh, it's Dave McCluskey. Writer of horror and crime and graphic well, novels and all sorts of books, I was going to say,
1: he's, he can't really say what well, he's a writer of. He writes anything and everything that he wants to.
0: It's like the McCluskey multiverse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah, it's good. I hope it's, you're listening,
1: Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you can have that one. It
0: was fascinating, and we did, as ever. Go off peace a little during the Just interview. Just a little. Yeah, we had fun.
1: We kept trying to get back, but I think because all three of us are the sort of people who will just talk about anything, that we didn't have that one person who will get us back on peace.
0: Absolutely. Well, look, this time next week, we'll be on a train. Will we? Not that we've booked it. Uh, Yes, we'll be off to...
1: Holidays?
0: No. Oh. London Book Fair.
1: Oh, well, that is kind of a holiday. <laughs> yep. So
0: we're travelling down next Sunday. Uh, there's a rights conference on the Monday, which we're going to, and then three days of the fair itself. It's going to be busy. It's going to be tough on the feet, tough on the legs. It's going to be an endurance We're going to have to find reserves of energy that we haven't seen since the pandemic.
1: I have to say, though, we were gifted a wonderful present by a member of your family this week.
0: Well, my sister, it should be really (laughs) time for her to get presents uh, because she's uh, turning 50 this week. Rachel, thank you so much. She sent us uh, individual sprays, cooling sprays for us to use. during You know, and it will be useful at London Book Fair because it is roasting in there. Um, you know that aspect I don't look forward to. Uh, I also don't like cold calling. So you know, marching up to somebody and saying we want to do a deal with you, but that's what we're going to be doing. So um, let's see how it goes.
1: Yes, maybe a, a lunchtime gin and tonic might help yeah. with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we might need to uh, to find uh, some uh, medicinal brandy to to keep us uh, going. Anyway, uh, looking forward to that and the thousands of people there, and um, there'll be some very interesting opportunities to speak to some great authors and uh, we're just going to go for it and basically.
1: Personally, I look forward to it because I know there will be people I used to work with who are bound to be there cuz last time we bumped into I think two people, two ex-colleagues of mine, so I'm bound to bump into one or yeah. two.
0: Yeah. I I hope it's, it's it's a fun event as well because a lot of us are getting back together in terms of actually being in front of other human beings for the first time in a long time. So it's going to be great. But the question is, and this was asked by uh, my sister, Rachel. We had a birthday dinner last night for her. Are you going to wear a mask or not? That's the big question. Is it going to be a mask event? I mean, people you know, don't have to, but will they choose to?
1: I imagine what people will do, and this is what I will probably do, is I'll take masks with me and judge it by um, how I feel personally and how the event is going, also what other people are doing.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see. Uh, But anyway, that's next week. Uh, And so let's pray, fingers crossed, neither of us test positive or develop any other issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot riding on it. So uh, we're looking forward to it. But, you know, let's let's get there first. Uh, So that's London Book Fair. And a lot of the stories in the bookseller this week and indeed other outlets are are about London Book Fair. Uh, For instance, um, the Alliance of Independent Authors. Uh, It's their 10th anniversary at London Book Fair, and uh, they have done a lot of good work. So we'll probably speak to one or two people there. Joanna Penn's going to be there uh, on their stand, uh, and a few other, Sasha yeah. Black, I suppose. Mark Dawson? Ross. No, 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 he's, uh, from, he'll be with uh, the Amazon stand.
1: Oh, right. Um, James Blatch might say hi.
0: Yes. No, there'll be lots of people like that, but, but not on the Allies stand.
1: Oh, oh, I see. You're talking about a particular stand. Yes, okay.
0: sorry. Sorry. Uh, news-wise, what have we got?
1: Well, your your news is a big news item, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Philip Pullman has decided to stand down as the president of the Society of Authors. And that's over this controversy. I'll have to get the story up because, you know, the de- devil's in the detail. And I don't want to get any of it wrong. But there has been this, uh, we have mentioned it on the on the podcast in the past, The um, the issues around, well, somebody getting cancelled for what they've written.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's such a tricky one, isn't it? Because, well, I mean, you know, it's it's a debate that will go on and on and on forever. I mean, there is no right or wrong answer really with this. Um, but you know, Philip Pullman, he's he must feel quite strongly.
0: Yeah, he does. So this is the story about Kate Clanchy. Um, he and uh, so there's been this big debate over Kate Clanchy's work. Uh, and that, uh, of course, was to do with um, her book, "Some Kids I Taught and What They Taught Me." She's a teacher, and um, they uh, people accused Kate Clanchy's book, which was, you know, a good strong seller, of being uh, full of racial stereotyping. And uh, Philip Pullman uh, tweeted. Um, that uh, he felt that she was being wrongly accused. He then deleted the tweet, but he's had a backlash himself as a result of that, and so he's resigned as the president of the Society of Authors, and uh, he feels no longer able to express his personal opinions while he's in the role. So uh, he, he's 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 uh, he's resigned. He's been in that uh, position for nearly eight years now.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, but it-
0: you know, this is this is a constant issue.
1: It is, isn't it? And it's difficult, isn't it? Because I do feel for him because he, I imagine he tweeted it and then he, he thought, you know, actually uh, that something could get back at me for that. But so he can't do both. He can't be in a position, this sort of position, and express his his opinion. And that's, that's just not
0: well. I mean, it, it was, you know, so his tweet, his personal tweet was being interpreted as the position of the Society oh, of Authors. Okay, fair So enough. he's had to go. But, um, Yeah, it just throw that issue up and uh, this is, you know, at one extreme you've got J.K. Rowling facing a lot of backlash. I mean, you know, lots of efforts to cancel her.
1: But you know what, a part of this is if someone is very successful, even if it looks effortless like J.K. Rowling, as soon as they they have one bad day or step out of line on something, it's people well, are that is so pro- quick to jump on them oh
0: absolutely i mean you know there's there's an absolutism about um you know you have to be you have you can't express a view that is counter to certain other views or you face immediate um you know attacks mm.
2: um
0: and a and a relentless campaign interesting that uh, vladimir putin actually compared himself to <laughs> jk rowling this week
1: he did how you know,
0: he said that russia had been cancelled just like jk rowling oh. and then she's hit back and said you have no right to say something like that that's you know
1: i thought you meant in the shifty eyes
0: <laughs> um, no i did not mean that well, he, you know he looks a wrong one doesn't he he's got
1: such shifty eyes
0: <laughs> yeah okay um now uh, other news
1: yeah, so the news item that uh caught my attention of course was about TikTok, my current not yep. not quite obsession, but no, I am fascinated with TikTok. Yeah. Um so uh, it's quite well known that TikTok has been a really good platform for romance and young adult fiction as a a way to sell books without spending any advertising money. So just talking about the books on TikTok and little videos about them by readers and the writers themselves mm. and they've seen you know some in some cases phenomenal sales as a result yes so there's an article in the bookseller this week and it's saying that the next thing to see success on tiktok tiktok ta- is audio now this interests me partly because we make audiobooks yeah but there is no obvious platform upon which to market audiobooks no. we've tried facebook ads doesn't it work. just doesn't work For some reason people don't they're not they don't think about audiobooks they they see a advert for book and they think about the paperback or the kindle Mm -hmm. ebook they don't think about audio it just doesn't work there's nothing else there's chirp which is a sort of audio equivalent to book bub but
0: yeah it's run by book bub and um it's much much harder to get i put four books forward three weeks ago of ours, Hmm. and all of them got rejected and uh increasingly the chirp deals are going to the traditional publishers. A lot of Penguin, Random House uh, titles selected instead of independents, and so I think that that avenue is closing. Yeah,
1: because we were quite excited at first, weren't we? But well,
0: yeah, they were. They were definitely um, more. I mean, they were staff. They were in. A, they're still in beta, so you don't have to pay for it yet. Um, but they have had a you know, the basically, the big publishing houses have woken up to it exactly, and yeah. they dominate the audio market massively it's so hard again it's because um you know they can get big names to narrate which is one element of a marketing tool with all due respect you know anything that i do you know i had i don't have the pulling power of a stephen fry or you've lost your
1: pulling power (laughs) i don't know about that
0: um well i do know about that richard (laughs) armitage or you know one of you know recognizable names um from the world of acting big names, are doing audiobooks and they are pulling people in. There are also other narrators who are almost exclusively audiobook narrators, the likes of Scott Brick, who put their name to something Mm -hmm. and immediately it's popular.
1: Yeah, because people associate them with really good audiobooks, don't they?
0: Yeah, they they do great stuff. Um, And they are very, very good at it and I learn a lot from listening to them. But when it boils down to it, there is no platform in which to advertise. And it's not like you can go on Amazon advertising and say, right, this is an Audible campaign.
1: Mm, you it, can't, It doesn't no. work like
0: that. So you have to advertise the book in general.
1: Yes, which we do do. But... And then
0: a, 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 a small proportion of those people who look at it will go, oh, I'll have the Audible version.
1: Yeah.
0: Or the audiobook version. It's 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 a really tricky market. It's a growing market, but discoverability for audiobooks is really, really difficult.
1: So in terms of TikTok then, I need to do a bit of research to find out how you market an audiobook. Do you have an extract on TikTok? I don't know whether it's as sort of formal as that. If I could just
0: grab the article a second. Whether
1: someone just says, hey, this is a great audiobook.
0: Right. Well, um, what what are we saying here? That uh, Julie Smith... Is the psychologist. Who yes, book, that's right. right. And, uh, well, you know, it's one of these books which is got one of those sort of... I can't find the title now. What's it called? Um, uh, sorry? Uh, why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? Um, it's topped the Audible chart for a second month. Now, it's one of those books, presumably, that is going to teach you life lessons.
1: And, yeah, it is that sort of thing, yeah.
0: Well, again, that skews to a younger demographic. There's a whole yes, I think so because I think a lot of those books appeal to uh, millennial listeners.
1: Okay, so maybe that's why it's
0: like young young adult and like romance books. It's a younger demographic.
1: Okay, so maybe that's why then. I don't know.
0: I think so because if you think about it, TikTok is largely a younger demographic platform. So is Instagram.
1: It is changing though because. I,
0: well, yeah, gradually people like us are getting on
1: we Well, not just that. So I've also become slightly addicted to watching TikTok as a human being rather than a publisher. And there's, there's all sorts of people of all sorts of ages, people the same age as my mum
0: with oh, sure, sure. thousands of followers. I'm not, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't deny it. And we've got, what, nearly 500 now.
1: Yes, we're just touching 500.
0: Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's it's good news. But I, I think that... Certain types of products, like, you know, Instagrammable products, uh, with the greatest width in the world. I don't think sort of crime books really cut it in an Instagram world. But if it's a, a, you know, a book that is young adult or fantasy or something like that, it's going to appeal to that audience who is sitting on Facebook and looking at that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just is. I mean, I'd like to try it. But I think, you know, spending money, if you look at the stuff that, that wins on Facebook, you know it's going to be a clever gadget here and there it's
1: yeah it's a there's
0: some lifestyle product there's
1: something yes it's got to be something that catches you in the first place yeah. and and books i mean i i know i get a lot of books advertised to me on facebook because you know i obviously show that i like books and you do you just end up just flicking 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 because you think oh crikey, so many books
0: yeah Oh, it's frightening. <laughs> that is frightening. Right, well, um, that's the news for this week. And next week, it's going to be, well, we've got a ton, because we're going to be at the London Book Fair. So uh, we're going to do uh, have to put a show out every day during London Book Fair as we gather material, and then we'll presumably do a special at the back end of it. But um, there'll be lots of things to, to tackle there.
1: Yes, looking forward to it.
0: So uh, this week, we've been speaking to Dave McCluskey, who I think principal love is horror. But he's written children's books, he's written graphic novels. And
1: a romance. And a
0: romance and, uh, you know, a sort of crime with a historical bent as well. Uh, and Dave stepped in at the last minute, literally had just a few minutes really to, uh, to gather himself for this interview, uh, joining us from his home just outside Liverpool. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So here's Dave McCluskey. Dave McCluskey, thank you so much for joining us. You are officially our hero. This weekend
2: oh, I, I, me, I am hey. um, I'm, I'm the last minute guy seriously if you'd ever stuck for anybody last minute guy just give me a shout <laughs> well we're in, I'm not in, doing anything else <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we're immensely grateful to you for joining us thank you uh welcome to the hobcast and I thank you for you having know, me well it's our pleasure so fill us in on on your journey to date as a writer because uh you what about 11 years ago you first published
2: yeah, yeah, I started I started writing I started writing late in life. Um I left school wanting to be a welder of all things. Um and I I I failed at that immensely. And then then I started um playing the guitar thinking I was going to be a rock star and I failed at that immensely. <laughs> I see. You're a rock star as well. Well, Happy I was days. a drummer,
0: yeah. yeah, and I failed. At All that, right, yeah, yeah.
1: But he well, does I've... have a guitar. <laughs> All
2: right, okay, fantastic. I've got four and I don't use them. <laughs> no, I, mine hasn't
0: been unzipped for about a year. A guitar, no, I mean, no. mine's um, yeah. in
2: the loft and, <laughs> and I'm scared of the ladders, so there's no way I'm going to get there. Um, so, yeah, so I failed I fail at being a rock star. So then I thought I'll be a postman. <laughs> I failed at being a postman. So I went to university and came out of university. I was in I was doing computers, computing, and I, I absolutely hated every. I had a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong. The people I worked with were just beautiful people, and we had such a laugh. But I hated it, and I and I was like I was in my thirties, and I was thinking I've got to find something I want to do here. I can't be a train driver. I can't be an astronaut. So <laughs> I thought I'll give me a, I'll I'll try and be end up writing, and it's stuck. Found something, you found, yeah, found it something in my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> no, it's so don't hard. ever give up, kids. Very don't different
1: from up. computing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I I absolutely and utterly hate computing. And the reason why I hate it so much is because you'll get a phone call at 20 past 10 at night and it'll be someone you know or someone you peripherally know going, I've just got your number from one of my mates who said that you can fix his computer and anyway. Ah, uh-huh. Oh my! Just like that. Listen, you're sorry. You've got the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> you are everybody's <laughs> friend
1: yeah. if you're known for fixing computers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And the reason and the thing is, I was never very good at it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in terms
0: of the, the writing, that you're you're sort of leaning on the horror side of of, of the, the sort of
2: crime genre, I guess. I, I am, but I cross I cross genre quite often. Mm. Um, I'm mostly known for me horror stuff. Uh, I've, I've I've got I've got ten novels published, and four graphic novels, and a number of comics, mm. um, and they, they do tend to I do tend to go on the more horrific side of things, but I cross over quite often. So um, I know this is a, this is a crime and and, and a thriller podcast. So mm. I, I have done a couple of crime thrillers. Um, I'm, re- I'm releasing a children's book in the next month, and then I've got a three part young adult fantasy saga, which I'm bringing out all three parts this year as well. So Fantastic. I'm I'm sort of swinging backwards and forwards from the horror to the thrillers, to the children's books. And the st- And basically I have to write whatever's up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't, it just starts verbal diarrhoea <laughs> and starts <laughs> just, just talking <laughs> rubbish.
1: Yeah.
0: Brilliant. I mean, it's quite a, that's a challenge in itself to sort of get across all those genres because while, uh, the process of writing, you know, the, the discipline is one thing, but yeah. getting across what's required in
2: each of those genres is is not easy. It's well, it's it isn't easy. You're right, but it's also it's it's not as difficult as, as you'd think because um, I've got a. It's I like to think that I've got a voice. Yeah, so like Stephen King's got a voice and James Patterson's got a voice. True. So I like to think I've got a voice, but all I'm doing is just lending that voice. To a different, a different genre. So I'm still, I'm still going about writing me my, my children's book, The Seagull Tale, um, as I would my extreme horror novel Zola. It's the, it's the same process. It's just you've got to, you've just got to tone it down a little bit. But it's exactly the same voice. So for me, I don't find it that difficult. A lot mm-hmm. of people think you know, they say to me, "How do you do it?" But it is literally what's in here. Mm. So, and what what's in what's in my head? What's 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 bouncing around my brain? I've just got to get out of onto my computer and uh, uh, and and I get the story unfolding. So it does. It, crossing genres doesn't sort of phase me too much. I think people put an awful lot of um, put an awful lot of uh, shtick to it and say, oh, you know, what, I only write horror. I only write thrillers. But it's, if you've got a voice, you can write whatever you want. Do you know? Uh, yeah, That's what I, I think. I think anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think so, too. You know, I, I if I haven't actually written a book or anything, but I'd like to think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same sort of thing. It's your it's your what's in your head, like you say. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever sleep? Because surely all this stuff going on in your head.
2: Yeah. Usually when I'm writing. <laughs> but, um, no, I work all the time. So I I um in the computer job that I was doing, I had an awful lot of downtime. So I had a lot of writing time that I could do. So we were working like st- silly hours and stuff like that. So I could I, I could actually sit down and I could actually write. And then last year I took a year off completely from work. Um and I did this as a full time um sort of profession if you want to call it a profession uh and I absolutely got so much work done I I don't have to write any more stories for the next three or four years because I've I wrote enough last year to actually bring out about two or three novels for the next three four years oh wow oh, that's brilliant so, yeah yeah was that so
1: because I'm, of COVID I, then pardon was that because of COVID or did you
2: no 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 I got I, I took redundancy in the in, in the computer job and uh so I just uh I just had time. I had oodles of time on my hands. But I, I, I didn't just sit back and, and watch Netflix. I actually, you know, just, I, I treated it like a full-time job. So I'd get up. I'm an early riser anyway. So I'd be, I'd be getting up half 5, 6 o'clock. And I'd be writing till half past eight to take my daughter to school. And then I'd get back to writing. <clears throat> and then I'd write right through then until 5 o'clock. Um, and then after five o'clock, brain was frazzled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's I, I did it as a full time. As I was almost like a full time profession. So I I've got like, a lot of stuff actually in the bank. If mm. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So mm. I do sleep, but it's fractured <laughs> with nightmares. Well, if you're working that hard <laughs> that's, that's in the day, I'm no wonder you sleep. <laughs> that's oh brilliant. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Good. Hot milk, hot milk helps. <laughs> Warm milk,
1: but do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and think, "Aha!"
2: Scream. <laughs> I have
1: an idea. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I don't. <clears throat> I never. I, I, I dream. Obviously, and and, and I do have some <laughs> really insistent dreams, but I can never remember them when I get up the next morning. I, I, it's one of them. You have fragments, and I know everybody has the fragments, but no, I, I've never, I've never wrote a story based on one of my dreams. Really. It's, it, it, it's a strange thing but what i have done and in the past is um i've got a book called crack which is a um a really dark psychological horror story and that book the whole book fell into my head uh in a matter of like like eight minutes from a, a very near accident i had on a motorway <clears throat> and um and this 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 motorbike pulled in front of me and wobbled mm. and as I and, and I just thought to myself I'm just going to kill this fella because just, there's no way I'm going to be able to stop but he he, fit, he he fixed himself and he drove off and at that moment the 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 idea of crack mm. just went just flitted into my head and then by the time I'd got to the next service station absolutely white knuckled dripping in sweat like that shaking mm. um, I had the story at had the start the middle and the end wow. all in my head so it's that that's the tend that's that how that tends to be how I get me inspiration, just random things happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. I, have, I have a story for you talking about the sleep thing. So, Pablo Picasso, right, used to used to sit in a chair when he was tired, and put a spoon in his mouth, and he would right. let himself fall asleep. And you know how when you're just falling asleep, sort of weird thoughts and ideas come to you. Well. Yeah. The like
2: spoon, the, twilight. Yeah. the
1: spoon would fall out because he would relax his jaw as he was falling asleep, and then he would like write it down quickly whatever came in his head.
2: Ah, oh, right, okay. So he, so he stayed in that little twilight zone. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a good little way of doing it. though. yeah. Oh, <laughs> give it a go. I don't right. think my missus would be happy with me going to sleep with a spoon in me <laughs> <laughs> No, unless have had big it's, it's not a big load of it. <laughs> well, certainly you know because I, post lunch I always have a.
1: Oh, he's always nodding off at the laptop. I, yeah. yeah,
2: I do. I do I can't, There's it's nothing terrible. better, though, is there? No. It's the best way. That's the, that's the time to sleep when you're on the clock. Yeah, true. Oh, someone actually, no, someone I you, else is
0: paying for it. Yeah. I can't get through a film nowadays without falling asleep. Oh. I t- so I took my lad to watch the new Batman a, couple, a week ago, two weeks ago. And uh, I, I lost count of the number of times he nudged me awake again, especially when, as soon as the action stopped. And they started talking. I was like, yeah, it's what? very
2: talky, isn't it? But it's yeah. three hours. It was and ridiculous. You're like, yeah, that,
1: that's a good I night. had to take
2: one of them inflatable seats with me to, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. to, to <laughs> prop me up. Yeah, no, I mean, it, you know,
0: and they could have cut easily half an hour, forty minutes yeah. out of it.
2: I, <laughs> I, I, thought that. I thought there's on um, there's so much talk. I mean, mm. it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's it one is. of the best Batman's that I've seen. But mm. it was a very, very, very talky film, and like, and everyone's. All the kids are going for to see Batman swinging and all the CGI and stuff like that, mm. aren't they? And they're not getting that. No. I mean, I personally love that, but I can mm. see an awful lot of the people, like the, the younger generation, going, oh, it's loaded the <laughs> <When> that. <Batman, laughs> when the Batmobile kicked in and that noise, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is, I had goosebumps and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that, was,
0: that was a very, I mean, that, that car chase against the penguin,
2: one of the yeah. best things I've there ever was seen. The oh, penguin? F- fabulous.
1: A, a penguin in a car?
2: Well, it's just a character. <laughs> Not a penguin. We, we won't get
0: stuck down this <laughs> minehole trying to cover all of the bad guys in Batman films. Yeah, but, you know
2: that's. We'll take yeah. that one offline. Yeah, um, we've that's probably best. Yeah. My I, I took my I, missus, but she she only wanted to go because of Robert Patterson because she she fancied hey, him as well. And it's like wearing a mask most of the time, Twilight. and
0: the rest of the time he's got some mascara on. So yeah, it looks it like very emo, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it looks like a heroin addict the whole way through. But anyway, right, we digress. But I mean it's interesting, isn't it, what you're saying about being alert to the opportunity for story ideas, because yeah, I go through little periods where that's that's exactly how I feel. And but it comes and goes, and I probably have yeah. If I were to say out of a twelve months, I probably have a month's worth of being really on it in terms of oh, there's a there's a story. There's, there's a, story. a story. There's a story. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I but I get the impression that your you know that your
2: radar is always on for that sort of thing. It is. It is. It is always on because I, again, another instance was I was walking from the car park for my old job to the work which is probably about 500 yards yeah and this pregnant woman walked past and didn't know her she didn't even look at me we didn't say hello or nothing like that and then from me getting passing her to getting into work I had an idea of, of a book which I've written called nine months which isn't it hasn't been released yet but the whole book was was, was done so it is it's just it's just the slightest little thing will just trigger it and it's 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 a straight it's a really weird phenomenon yeah. because some like because you, because you're an author and you you know you write stories like short stories, long stories. Everybody's always saying to you, "Oh, Dave, I've got a book for you. Yeah. I've got a book <laughs> for you. Oh yeah. Oh, you might want to write this down. This is going to be a great book." And you're like, "That's not you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: It sounds like you've got well, enough already without other people's ideas.
2: <laughs> well, that's the well, that's the thing, yeah. So it's it. it, it, it it is the radar is always on because you're always looking. I mean, actually, I won't even say I'm always looking for the next story. It just kind of happens. It's just mm. like the muse. That's why I'm going bald because the muse is sitting <laughs> in my head and it's pushing all my hair out. It's getting bigger. <laughs> do you get? Do
0: you get? Sorry. Do you get that no. sensation? Because when I have an idea like that uh, for a book or a direction for the company or something like that, yeah, I literally have that. So it's almost a flash of light. Yes. Uh,
1: the light bulb moment.
0: The light bulb it's, moment. That's what and, it, that's
2: exactly what it is. And yeah. that
0: little feeling of heat somewhere in, in sort of towards the top of my skull. It's sort of like <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. the revelation hits. I love it. I love that feeling. Yeah. I don't my I don't, fingers
2: start switching. Yeah. And stuff like that. So it's like um I it, it's crazy. It's a crazy situation because my memory, my memory loss is my memory is, is, is atrocious. Seriously, I can never remember where to put my keys when I come into the house. I never remember where my shoes are. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of them. Is the everyday things don't they don't register in my brain? Mm, yeah. but if I get like a, one of my little flashes of inspiration, that stays in there and mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't go. And it, yeah. and I and so I, I can I can have that idea. Say I'm walking a dog on the beach, I can have the, I can have a, a, a flash of inspiration, and then. It stays there, the whole thing, the whole the whole scenario, start, middle, and end, stays there until I get home or until I can get my phone or until I can I can write the notes down of what that book's going to be, and that stays in me head. But sometimes me me, me you know me 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 misses his name. <laughs> 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 I wake up in the Mrs. morning, I'm like that, oh, go and make us a cup of tea, and she's like. Lauren. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> We're very jealous of you being so close to the sea. I was sea. just thinking yeah. that
1: when you said walk the dog on the beach, I was thinking, Oh, you must be close to the sea.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's we I live in um, I live in Liverpool and so we've got like the uh, we've got like a, a we've got a lovely coast. For like it goes into Formby and Crosby. Oh, Crosby. Crosby, and yeah. I love Crosby and it's really, really nice. It's like that Anthony Gormley did the yeah. another place there. And and it it's lovely. And it's literally about two miles away from my house. That's oh, fantastic. So, well we've nice we've taken yeah. the podcast
0: there because uh when we released Malcolm Holling Drake's Merseyside crime series, yeah, which we, is right, a, okay. based, we do have yeah. based on the Sefton coast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we went to see, Anthony, you know, Anthony Gormley and recorded there. So yeah, we did we know well, that very well. I'm actually quite
1: jealous that you live in Liverpool because I know you have purple wheelie bins and I like them.
2: See, we don't. Oh, <gasps> I'm Sefton, so we've yeah. got. I've got. A, I've got a green one. A brown one and a grey one—the dullest colours that you, you yeah, so, your like, yeah. Yeah, because I've
1: seen the purple ones, and every time I go to the yeah. pool, I think that's not fair.
2: <laughs> no, but I, I keep trying to rob rob everybody else's. I still <laughs> a purple
1: <better> one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, what a great—I mean, you know, I've always aspired, loved to thought. I mean, I used to live in Brighton briefly when I was for a BBC job that I had. But um, yeah. there is there is nothing to beat in terms of idea generation than walking on the beach. I think.
2: Also clearing oh, yeah, the especially- cobwebs. Especially when it's freezing. Yeah. I love it when it's freezing, but you know, as long as it's not raining. But if it's freezing and you walk on the beach and the winds it, yeah, it's boss. It Mm. it really. I mean, the dog hates it. (laughs) It's (laughs) a taxon, right? Like a little sausage, a little sausage dog. dog Ted. And he, he, if it's windy or if it's raining, he's like, I'm not going out there. (laughs) (laughs) He goes and gets the lead and goes, yeah, you can have it and go. But
0: the thing about Daxons, I love them because they think they're a bigger dog. So he,
2: he thinks he's a Dalmatian. Exactly. He thinks. Yeah, he does. Every time the door goes, we had we had a guy delivering something the other day, and he knocks, and and Ted Ted's bounding at the door, and he barks. He barks really loud. And like I opened the door, and the fellas halfway down the path, like, away <laughs> from the dog. and then he sees this little this little dash out because he's only a miniature dash out as well. Oh really? He sees this little this little sausage dog running out. angst continues running. <laughs> That's... He was having none of it. Yeah, I just love it. So... because you know you see them
0: up against bigger dogs, and they just take
2: yeah. them on, don't they? They don't give up. A... Oh no, I I out for a walk. Ted's a chicken. Is oh. He? oh, is he? Oh. oh my God! Yeah, he loves. If he's on the lead, he'll bark at the other dogs. But yeah. as soon as the dog comes anywhere close, his tails between his legs and he's off. <laughs> <All> right, okay, <laughs> yeah. Great. He's like me. He's a proper chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. me too. Yeah. <laughs> he barks and runs away. Lives to bark another day. That's what I. Actually, yeah.
1: that's just like you. It is. you. You've got a big bark. I
2: have. Yeah, I have. yeah, I'm saying i have got a proper big mouth. But if someone, I was like, oh, no, it no, no, wasn't me. It was, uh, i get Lauren to stand in front of me. She, she, you she's harder do than that. me.
1: He, you would do yeah. that, wouldn't you?
2: <laughs> yeah. He
1: looks horrified.
2: Yeah. To Mr. Just
0: admit Mr. It, it. I do, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, I'm really intrigued by the transition from horror to, to writing a children's tale. When you're writing yeah. that book, um, A Seagull Tale, you say? A Seagull's Tale, yeah. Yeah, A Seagull's Tale. Um, are you, I mean, are
2: you sort of channeling it towards your daughter or is it? No, no, no I'm just writing. Um, I'm a massive film fan, huge, mm. I'm a huge film fan, and I'll watch any film that you put in front of me. I love Pixar films, mm. I love DreamWorks, I love like all the horrors that are coming out at the moment. I, the ones I can't stand are the, the, the new sort of like, you not know, the Annabelle type. Horrors where they just the just jump scares that they just bore mm-hmm. me, but I like a, I like a, I really love a, a, a good story, yeah. So and you tend to get fantastic stories with the uh, the DreamWorks films and the and the and the Pixar's like that new that that Disney Encanto I thought was was brilliant. Thought it was absolutely superb. Loved it. It was emotional. So that's what that's that's I tend to write. I've been told that my that my writing's very cinematic. Um, so I tend to write as if I'm watching the film. Yeah. 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 So Seagull's Tale is like, it's a nice little eco story about a group of seagulls who, who are organized um, attacking the, uh, the, 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 the seaside village and robbing people's chips and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and so I, I wrote it as if it was a Pixar film or a DreamWorks film. So that, yeah. that that's what I tend to do. I tend to write it if I, if I'm writing a horror, I'll tend to write it as if I'm watching like a, like a really dark horror film. Um, and the same with my thrillers. I've got a thriller called uh, In the Move for Murder. Yes, which Nin- set 1946.
0: Read, yeah, 1946,
2: based in Liverpool in 1946. Now, I, I wrote that with a a local music historian who's a really good friend who I used to work with in the music shop years ago. Like, I uh, needed all the historical background to it and stuff like that. So I, I wrote, I wrote he came up with the characters and stuff like that. And I, can't, I, I put the story together and it's just, I don't want to say too much. It's being looked at oh, by no. a studio at this moment in time. And the guy who is writing the script and developing the script for it, he said, I've hardly had to do anything because... Mm-hmm it's so cinematic you you the way you've wrote the book the way you've wrote it is the way i envision i am envisioning the, the film if you know what i mean so um right. so yeah so that's that that that's how i tend to go writing so depending on, on on what on what genre like i i wrote a i wrote a romance uh like a, a female led romantic drama tragedy comedy type vibe called butterflies yeah uh, and i did the same with that it's like I, as if I was watching something like Bridget Jones's Diary or something like that, and mm. and that's how I went down the line of of writing that book. So it's um, it's I haven't got a process, if you know what I mean. Right. I just sort of like I have an, a, a blank screen in front of me, and I have my little ideas on my mobile phone. I have them on my uh, on the you no know, the notes application. Yes, yeah. I have yeah. that in front of me, and then I just type away, and then mm. I, just, I just I just sort of like just hit milestones uh, and yeah. So I'm, I'm writing a story at the moment about um, it's going, this is going to be an extreme horror. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I, I do like an extreme horror series, but this guy, this is this is a story of a guy who's turning into a kebab leg. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's horrible. lot Lauren's like, I don't know where you get these ideas from. And I'm like, I had a kebab the day.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, no, you I, 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 moments,
1: yeah. like you said. I, I, I stare at like they're a,
2: mesmeric. Yeah.
0: I I find them mesmeric. of the going round and just wondering. I just want to know what they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I Apart I <laughs> want to know what they are.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah no, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting what you say about sequels because I I uh, have a uh, a first draft manuscripts for. A, kid's book as well and uh, yeah. seagulls play a part in that
1: every time i right. see a seagull and, i think about his book
0: well yeah and <laughs> uh and yeah and i've got them organized as a, exactly like a crime syndicate i mean basically like, Oh like, right, okay yeah, yeah yeah they're sort of seagull mafiosi uh you know it's
2: but it's so good it's it's such a it's such a uh in-depth Thing to write about because they're everywhere yeah and and they're getting bolder in real life oh yeah sure eagles are getting bolder; and they're not scared of humans anymore no they're not so no. that's what that's what kind of like um that's what kind of got me do you know what i mean so it mm. was like also i used to work in um in a in a, in a, in a company with decommissioned nuclear reactors wow, so really? we had to go into the nuclear facilities and the seagulls were massive. <laughs> they were like no. flying, they were like flying alzations. <laughs> so, and that kind of inspired me as well. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. There's a cool. horror, there's a horror story coming off out of that one somewhere along the line. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's like
1: bird Squared.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But big, massive thing, big, huge heads.
1: How do they fly?
2: <laughs> Fast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I I have to they were t-
1: still small children wouldn't they never mind your cheese sandwich yeah they probably
2: would <laughs> yeah, yeah. sprayys like that go, on. go on. <laughs> yeah, <you> say, take <laughs> on she's 14 now I don't know whether the seagull be able to pick it up it <laughs> <laughs> probably be cheaper yeah.
0: <laughs> I've got to ask you about, this is taking it away from the writing a bit, but working in a a music shop, because I was one of those kids, uh, I was thinking about it the other day, um, just how much pleasure I used to get going to uh, the the best music shop in Cambridge when I was a kid. Uh, And I was hopeless. I mean, I really was a very poor uh, aspirant rock star. Um, And the thing about playing the drums is it's not something like you can go in the booth and go and try them out. Uh, But with guitars, I used to push... Our guitarist or our bassist, go on, try the the. Um, you know, we'd read we'd read all the music press, and there would be the uh, uh, I can't remember what they were called. they were bass amps that were very popular in the eighties. Very very. PV or something like that. Well, or... but yes, tra- tra- uh, tra- I don't know, Trace Elliott or something like that. Anyway, oh yeah, tri- yeah, 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 Trace
2: Elliott, yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, you know, with all the. Equalizers on the front and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. So yeah. he looked like and
2: nobody knew what to
0: do with exactly he just looked good. Yeah. He looked really good. So he would yeah. plug in and uh you know, he pick out the bass that Johnette Whistle had sort of left behind or something like that. Yeah. Five string job. Uh and you know, go on and play Smoke on the Water or something <laughs> or a chic bass line. Yeah. But I I mean you must have seen so many people coming in, sort of playing stay away to heaven.
2: It must have trivial. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. I mean, the the scene in um, Wayne's World where they had the sign up and says No Stairway. Yeah. I mean, that that actually that actually happens. There was there was Stairway to Heaven. There was House of the Rising Sun was another one that yeah. was banned. Yeah, <laughs> um, Black Night by Smoke by um, by Deep Purple that was yeah. banned as well. Yeah, yeah. But almost some of the people who some of the people who come in, we had. There was like it was a big, it was a prestigious music shop in Liverpool that I work for. It's called Rushworth. It's not there no more, oh. but it like it had been there for like like 150 years, yeah. and then and then I joined. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd run it to the ground. But we had we had all the people coming in because like whenever there was like a big gig on in Liverpool, like we had like um, I remember serving the, the 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 guys from the the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, um, the guys from Motley Crue, um, you know all, all the because it was late eighties, early nineties when I was working there. So it was, it was all them guys. The guys from Cast um, and the Lars, the Lars oh, the Lars. They were, yeah, they were. Well, they were from Liverpool, so sure. they yeah. kind of lived in, the, in in the little uh, in the in the, the music lining shops, so. if you know what I mean. Making a nuisance of themselves, but <laughs> making a great album. That, that that Lars album was a fabulous album. Yeah, I saw them live. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw them. Yeah. A few, I saw them a few times. Yeah. Uh, we, we uh, one of my clients of things is we very nearly supported Oasis. Really? Very nearly. Yeah. <laughs> very nearly. <laughs> I
0: think the biggest gig I ever did. The support,
2: was support. band fell out, so they right. asked us to do it, and then the guys out of Oasis saw our band. We were called Dada Stokes and the Horoscopes. <laughs> um, and,
1: That's a great And he saw us,
2: and he said, "We're not going on." after them because <laughs> <laughs> we were just like we just used to dress up silly and play stupid songs and stuff like that so, uh, so and Oasis were dead serious they were like yeah, just yeah, before they were, they, yeah. that was just before they were signed but yeah but there you go
1: Oh, that's very a good time to find though, isn't it? it's is near.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, I—I I, I, I think <laughs> say the biggest merely. gig I ever did was supporting Doctor and the Medics. <laughs>
2: but, I oh, love that too, yeah. Doctor and
1: the Medics.
2: <laughs> Doctor and the Medics. What would that? You spin me right round, baby, right round. And was, um, was them, spirit well, they, in the sky. they yeah, spirit in the, the sky. Right, in the right. sky. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. Katrina Waves
0: was second on the bill as well. Um I only know one. Yeah, exactly. I only know that one uh, like song. Yeah, that was their big hit. Uh, it was a really good guy. The, the lead guitarist, Kimberly Rue, wrote that. He was a really, really top bloke. Yeah. But um, yeah, we were dreadful. Must have made
2: a fortune off that one song, though, must have? Oh, yeah, yeah, really has. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, well, he's... we
2: digressed into that. Have you written any? <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when I go on a podcast. <laughs> well, we, we end up not part? talking an awful lot about books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But,
0: you know, the thing about music shops is, is they are, I mean, same with bookshops in a way, well, in yeah, a quiet, in, in a quieter way because bookshops, you yeah. know,
2: it's a kind of experience, isn't it? You go in there, it and is.
1: It's a church. It is a church, <laughs>
2: yeah. And you can sit, you can stand there, and you can browse for hours, yeah. yeah. Which
1: yeah. is what
0: a, a we do. And yeah. music shops, it's not <laughs> not a dissimilar. I mean, I used to have a threshold. I thought if I hung around for more than an hour, then I was out staying my welcome. But <laughs> but I would. We'd have kicked you out <laughs> exactly because the blokes would go. Yeah. Uh, do you actually want anything and and I'd always end up buying i don't know another set of uh drumsticks or just yeah, just to keep yeah. them happy you know five just to quid. keep them happy that's yeah. why you've
1: got a room full of drumsticks
0: yeah pretty much um <laughs> <laughs> but you know but I, I you know oh wait, don't touch that that's too grand you know and it would be like a, a Fender 1916 3 um yeah yeah you know, USA yeah yeah gorgeous yeah. yeah uh you know as used by Hendrix or something you know sort of Touching God, you know, and it would be, yeah. <laughs> but there was a threshold. But there, there'd be dozens of us in there, wearing. Uh, there'd be the goths in one corner, and then there'd be yeah. some like my lot in uh, long trench coats, trying right? To look moody, like uh, yeah. you know, refugees from an ultra
2: Rocks video. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I'm
0: yeah. sorry, I, really I was, a, I,
2: around. I was a rocker, so I had, I had long hair, uh, and I don't mind telling you this. It was pammed, really. <laughs> I had a pam, yeah. <laughs> and I used to wear me ripped jeans, me cowboy boots, and me waistcoat with nothing on underneath the waistcoat. <laughs> I thought I was John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Now we need to see a photo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've, got, I've got plenty of photos. There's Boy. even video evidence as well. But you know, what, you're not getting that without money. Cross the changing hands. <laughs> yeah,
0: not quite. So have you, are you tempted to write any uh, any books set in
2: that world Um. well in the move for murder started off in that way um because in the move for murder is about it's about a swing band in 1946 so what what the way we worked it is tony who wrote it with tony's great uncle was the drummer in 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 uh, Just after the war, so it's basically it was a little bit about his experiences because he kept diaries, so we used an awful lot of like sort of his stories. Wow! So in the Moon for me, was 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 kind of like that. But what we've done is we we we've me and Tony have got together and we've wrote a a homage to music shops, but range going from the nineteen sixties through to the early to mid nineties because they were the like. They were the, you know, the 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 golden years for music shops. Yes, and because because of the the, the Beatles in Liverpool and stuff like that, and it, and, and the, there's loads of two stories because the Beatles used, were in and out of all these shops. Yeah, and you know, and when when they were in the meeting, when they were in the on the rise, mm. so we've got loads and loads and loads of stories. So we're going to write a we we've got it drafted of a of a story of a guy who works in a music shop. We, Starts working in 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 the late uh, early nineteen sixties, and all the bands he's in become famous, but he misses out on the fame. So he's yeah. paid so like He gets you know? married one yeah. time, and and yeah. and this, the the band gets signed without him, and they go yeah. on tour, and his dad's sick, so he can't go on tour, and then that the, the, the band gets signed. Yeah. And so and he makes oh, and his progression right the way through to the shop shutting. So the shop is basically his life. Yeah. Um. Wow. And it's a quite it's a bit of a melodrama, but it's, it's got a lovely, lovely ending to it. Oh, good. Which I'm not going to ruin for you. No, that, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah,
1: I like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah. When's that coming out?
2: <laughs> well, we're, we're, in, we're only in the process of drafting it at the moment. So I think i think another two years we might have that one called. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Journeys with Jay. We're thinking we're calling it, but we don't know yet.
0: Yeah. It's a shame, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about those, those music. I mean, it was prohibitively expensive to get. You know, anything electronic and pedals and
2: oh, yeah, yeah you, yeah, you
0: know, and you know, you have to save up for months to, to get stuff, yeah. but then it was special. Nowadays, of course, I can go on there, get a hundred quid piece of software, a, a tiny MIDI keyboard, and sound yeah. like an orchestra. It's, it's
2: that's the that's the and it's kind of sad mm. because I love live music, absolutely adore live music, but nowadays, you, you're just not getting it, you're getting no, a guy. No. With a with a mic and he's got a guitar and he's got like a, a little computer next to him mm. and he's pressing it's like like one of like my daughter she goes to the not me not the fourteen year old, the old the older one she goes to raves and um, not like legal ones none <laughs> all, all of that legal stuff so she goes to like raves and stuff like that but I always say it's just it's just a guy on a stage with an Apple Mac with an iMac or, or a or, you know yeah. or a Macbook and he goes. Yeah. And he presses exactly. a button and, and it, There's no there's not there's no guitar solo, there's no drum solo, no. there's no there's no interaction with the lead singer, with the crowd and 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 the guys around him and stuff like that. And I don't get it. And I know it's probably an age thing because I'm touching mm, fifty, mm. but I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? I really, no, I know what you really
0: mean. I mean I I briefly did some DJing, you know, like uh gigs and stuff and uh, Yeah. Uh, in those days, I had a very basic setup, but yeah, you were having to cue up the records and get them to to, to interact properly yeah. and time it. Like, Nowadays, I, you I have to,
2: do it, to like... do it. Uh, I used to do 18 some weddings with it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. uh, well, it was vinyl in them days. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, mm. I used to love that. That was boss. Yeah.
1: I have a disco claim to fame. Go on, you know this one. Was, this was so the... I, I, not that long ago, about five years ago, went to a disco and the DJ was Mike Joyce from The Smiths. all
2: oh, right, right, okay. And he did play go. a
1: couple of Smith songs, too. Did he? Did oh.
2: the, 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 the crowd... The crowd went mental. Yeah. Empty.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's not so easy to segue from, like, right on time. Um, to, <laughs> yeah. to sort but of heaven I'm knows I'm miserable now. You know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm mean, thinking, if you're going deeper into the Smith songs, some of them are really, really... Some. Oh, yeah. got some amazing bass lines <laughs> taken straight. Really I mean, Johnny Marr used to write songs based on chic and... So um yeah. fantastic
2: to- musicians. It's just um I always think that was my issue with the with the Smiths was modesty. i I never I never liked mm. them. I never I never got that modesty vibe, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but you used to you used to love it.
1: What the Smiths? Smith, yeah. I did when I was at school. Yeah, I was a bit. i yeah. was sort of not quite a goth, but I was on the edge of the goth.
0: I w- I was always uh, one of these people who, you know, as soon as that band broke up, I suddenly went, "Oh, I'm going to try the records now," and and, and kick myself. Yeah. Do you it? know what? I
2: was always the same. Yeah. I hated Nirvana until yeah. uh, until Kurt Cobain died, and I thought, "I'll give them a listen." <laughs> I'll <send>
1: them a <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right,
2: no, yeah. I always yes. think to yourself, but I'll never get to see them live. Yeah, it's like, damn yeah. it! I'm suddenly into the Foo Fighters. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. been
1: playing the Foo Fighters, haven't you, for the last twenty four hours? Really, i
2: really, yeah, <laughs> uh, right, yeah. That's yeah. a sad story. Though.
1: It was very it sad. It is. Yeah. it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I
0: really, you know, yeah. uh, another fellow drummer. You know, I'm available. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dave Grohl, if if you need.
2: Listen, <laughs> you know. I I I think I think he was a really 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 brave drummer. Drumming in a band for Dave Grohl mm-hmm. because Dave yeah. Grohl is an amazing drummer. He is absolutely fantastic. Yeah,
0: I've been watching yeah. interviews between the two of them. So Taylor Hawkins sitting there and saying, "Okay, I'm, i you know, I'm in a band with the greatest drummer in the world." And there's, yeah, uh, uh, and then immediately Dave Grohl will say, "No, no, 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 you're a better drummer than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I was the elemental force, but you, you are technically." Ten times the drummer yeah. I am. So, yeah, um, yeah they, it was.
2: Dave it was, Grohl's one of them. One of them guys. He's, he's just, he's just a musician, and mm. he was, and he, he, he can play anything. Yeah. Do you ever remember a film a few years ago called Backbeat? It was about the Beatles. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was about. It was more about Stuart Sutcliffe. It was yeah. about. Um, but Dave Grohl wrote all the music for that.
0: Oh really? I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So if you if you were to get the original motion picture soundtrack, yeah. Of that film, it's all like it's all like like twelve bar um, rock and roll songs. You no, know, it's going back to the Hamburg days, sure. but it's all Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl arranged it all and sang it and stuff like that. It's it's absolutely fantastic album if you can get hold of it.
0: I will, I will. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah. There you go, Stuart Supt. I was thinking of who, who could it be? uh, you know, your character that uh, you know ends up running music shops. But misses out. It's it's Stuart Sutcliffe and it's Pete Best, isn't it? I mean, well, right, yeah. Best. Well,
2: Stuart Sutcliffe didn't miss out. Well, Stuart Sutcliffe kind of missed out, but he he, want, he never wanted to the fame. He was ap- quite happy too. He always said that he was rubbish on the guitar, Stuart Sutcliffe.
0: See, he um, he stayed with the photographer. That's that was the story. Yeah, it? he went with Astrid. Astrid, yeah.
2: What was her name? I can't think of her surname. Mm. Yeah, but he was more into his art and his photography and stuff like that. Anyway, and he died tragically. Anyway, didn't he? It did, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. But there you go. I this has took a this is took a dive, hasn't
1: it? it, it went, <laughs> we yeah.
2: were laughing two minutes ago.
0: <laughs> no, 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 everyone. Up
1: and, yeah, up yeah. and down
0: emotions. Let's just kill off as many <laughs> drummers in this podcast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of you know, you say you don't have a, a, a necessarily a process, but I mean the stamina you need. I mean you're treating it like a like a full time job in a sense. But I I don't know I. I have tried that it's, it's, you know, I can't sustain that level of concentration uh, personally. Yeah. I mean, that takes that. I mean, how do you break your day up to, to, to be able to achieve that?
2: I I don't know. I don't do it consciously. I think I've got like an, um, I, I, I think I've got a, a a decent ability for, to, to what's the word I'm looking for to Set aside part of my mm. brain for certain functions. Yeah, compartmentalise. <laughs> That's
1: the word. Compartmentalise. Yes.
2: That word would not. I It was there on the tip of my tongue, and I was trying <laughs> to pull it. I was the... It just It's go... one of those
0: words that could get banned very soon, like blue sky thinking
2: or phrases like yeah. that. Oh, it's not yeah, as yeah, bad. Yeah, as
1: Blue yeah. sky thinking.
2: No. Oh no, I, I hate that. I'm like let's let's run up the box. flagpole and see who salutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate all that. Um, but I'm able to decamp deep yeah, I can't even say it. Never mind. Think about what the word is? Um, so what I can do is I can actually switch off, and if I've got forty-five minutes, I can just go. Boom, okay, I'm focused on this for forty-five minutes, and then I know I've got to get back to work. So um, I've got a switch. But there must be. I mean, I don't. I don't consciously do it, but there must be a switch somewhere that allows me to just go. Bang. Okay. Yeah, I can do this, and then jump back into that other task. So I think that's the way I think that's the way it works. I
1: and think I'm a bit of, like that, because you know, when you when you've got other responsibilities as well, like children and animals and people to feed and yeah. You do you have to be like that, don't you? Because you think I've yeah. only got half an hour, but I can do this in half an yeah, hour, I can I'll do it. Do it. Yeah.
2: yeah, you're I always awesome. think to myself, if I can do half an hour, if I can get if I can get five hundred to a thousand words done in half an hour, then boss, I can just bang I can bang it out and and, and get it done. Um, whether the good five hundred words or a <laughs> thousand words, I don't know. But if, you, if I were where you are, I'd either be on the beach with the dog, or all
0: the time, uh, or yeah. I'd be in one of the cafes. Because something I love about you know, because we'll go up to Merseyside a couple of times a year. It's not that that far from us. It's an hour and a half drive yeah. to, to Birkenhead. Um, but if we sit in a cafe, it is just amazing what you hear. The yeah. sort of conversations.
2: The world the world goes around you in in, in in the cafes in town. If you, if you go into Liverpool city centre yeah. and you sit, there's like a top of Bowl Street by the bombed out church. There's a couple of like nice little bohemian cafes there. And they've got boss Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So you can sit down and, 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 and do a little good bit of writing. But I've got to put my headphones on because otherwise, yeah, if I don't, I'm just people watching um. and listening because the world... In a day, it goes, that you'll, you'll see every aspect of um, community just passing by that cafe or coming into that cafe. Every single aspect you'll see. You'll see the down and outs. You'll see the rich. You'll see the people who are like eccentric. You'll see the people who are, who are wannabes, who are trying the best. And then you'll see like the likes of me who just want to sit down and, and, and do a, do a little bit of writing. The world in a day, and it's fabulous. And if I'm if I if I've got like a if I've got like a, a like a deadline or a hefty little bit of writing, what I'll tend to do is I can't write in the house if if there's nobody in. If I'm at home on my own and it's quiet and peace and quiet, rubbish. Yes. Okay. If I go to McDonald's or if I go to a cafe in town or if I go somewhere where there's absolute chaos, yeah, going on, I can write like there's no tomorrow.
1: I'm the same. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm the same. No, I'm the same. When I I I did a master's, I had to do um, a thesis, and the best bit of writing I did was in Costa Coffee for about three hours.
2: (laughs) The best, the best place I used to go was when my daughter was younger. I used to take them, take her to like one of them places where they got like the slides and the climbing frames. Oh God, And it's like you got, you got like (laughs) play center, yeah. Seventy-five squawking kids. Running backwards and forwards and screaming and everything, and I could write like I could just be like that.
1: Yeah, I used to do the same. Yeah, and then you get the I could thrive in chaos. You Like, what are you doing? Why have you put a laptop here?
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but if I sit in the house and there's no, there's no, there's no sound, or, or, or I'll put music on or whatever. I always find something else to do.
0: <laughs> mm. You know, that's true. Yeah. I think that is absolutely true. I find the silence yeah. crushing. So I've, I've, I've taken to just doing all my, anything that requires focus, I've got the headphones on, shutting it yeah. and just the right volume so that I can tell when she's trying to say something to me. <laughs> but I, but I can't understand yeah. what she's saying. So no. I can just I slide the headphones off. Mine's
2: loud, yeah. 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 Down out everything. Well, I, yeah. I hear
1: this sort of distant sound of music from where I'm sat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: from,
1: from his yeah. headphones.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, love it. I, yeah. I love, I love music to me life. And, and, it, and it, it's been a huge part of of my creative sort of journey and stuff like that. It's always been there. Always so loved it.
0: In terms of the, the future for this, um, you know, you've had an opportunity to, to, you know, to get ahead, if you like, with all, that many books kind of ready to roll.
2: Yeah.
0: Is this going to be it for full time now, you know, as a writer? Well,
2: no, at this moment in time, because, <laughs> I took a year out, and I lived on. I, I got a very generous uh, um, package. Yeah, yeah. I, you know the
1: redundancy oh, thingy.
2: What, I'm <laughs> having proper weird salad today. Yeah, um, redundancy package. So yeah. I so I lived for a full year on that, and I thought, oh, you know, this is this is boss. I could do this, and the sales started started mm. climbing up, and I thought, well, by the end of this year, I think I might be able to book didn't make it so i've had to take another job right um this other job's a little bit more demanding on my time than than the other one so i'm not writing as much and it's like and I, i'm I'm frustrated mm. and i can feel it and i'm like Ugh. but <clears throat> so yeah so i've got to pay you the unfortunately the rising cost to living yeah has forced me to go and get myself another job luckily i've got a degree <laughs> the <job laughs> yeah. I, they're yeah, quite useful aren't they <laughs> yeah yeah the, uh, at the end of the day, I thought oh, I'm not going to use this, and then uh, it sort of it sort of worked out for me. Um, but I, I'm hoping <clears throat> the news I was talking about about the in the move for murder, that could change things. Yes, um, because it's if the if the company who's looking at it takes it on, it's quite a big deal. Um, and it would be, uh, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to leave my job on it, but it would put me in a much better situation to write more. If you know what I mean. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Well, I think we're at the stage.
1: Oh, I know what's coming.
0: Where? Oh, am I get
2: my random question. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let me let me give it the. i won't <laughs> give it a drum roll because it will blow out the
2: microphones. So okay, but you've got you've got a, you've got a. You've got to steal yourself for a completely random answer. Oh, okay. Okay, (laughs) this
0: could be good. This could be good. Right. I'm going to give you the big voice. Okay. Rebecca's random question.
1: Okay. So my questions tend to come from a bit like your ideas for your book, some random thing that happened during the week. And I was talking with my boys in the car. I was saying, I need a random question. And they came up with the idea for this one. I'd like to know. What is your favourite motorway and why?
2: What's my favourite motorway? I'll tell you straight off, the M58.
1: Oh, where's that?
2: The M58 is about a mile away from the, from the end of my house. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's one of the shortest motorways in the UK, right? And there's never anybody on it. There's never <laughs> anybody on it. <laughs> I don't even know why it's a motorway. I do not know why it's a three-lane motorway because it doesn't really... Do anything that doesn't they'll go. The M fifty seven is the larger one, and yeah. the M fifty eight kind of comes off it. And but it's boss. You can just <laughs> you can drive seventy miles an hour every day of the week.
1: And not see anyone want. else. Yeah,
2: seventy miles an like, hour. I, no, I, I don't. I remind don't us where that
0: where that links because I, I I can't. I, I've been on it. But the M
2: fifty eight goes yeah. from Wigan. Yeah, yeah, and then it comes into into Liverpool. Well, it comes into the outskirts of Liverpool, which is literally about literally a mile from where. So, so you come off it, you come onto it on, on um, um, up Holland, Wigan, mm-hmm. and it's just a useless bit of motorway. <laughs> it doesn't need it because you can go on the M57 and do exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. there's never anyone on it, so just. I'm,
1: I quite like on. that though. A motorway yeah. that's useless.
0: I'm, no, I, I love, I love the yeah. You, yeah. I mean, the Merseyside motorways. There's some pretty good ones. I, I, lo- I love the one that comes up to uh, to Birkenhead, suddenly it appears, and then you've got the Camel M56. There. The M56.
1: Oh, do you know your motorway, then? <laughs> well, like, How
2: sad am I? <laughs> but <if you're>, well, <laughs> but if you're coming up
0: from Cheshire Oaks, Right, and then you sort of, uh, you know, you get into that sort of. uh, There's a big cutout, and then you go into the tunnel. I just love that. And then
1: suddenly,
2: you're in the right, bang in the middle of the. slap bang in Liverpool. Yeah, Yeah, it is extraordinary. That's the the M56. There you go. Any more questions? We should
1: test you on motorways.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's brilliant. (laughs) Okay, what what Liverpool-based motorways?
1: Uh, Let me think. Is it sort of like Oxford in London? Is that the one?
2: M40. Oh,
1: well done. (laughs) (laughs) Now see my my personal favorite is a part of the motorway. So the M5, there's a bit of the M5 where now you have to remind me we know when it splits. Oh well, uh,
0: Bristol from yeah. Avonmouth um yeah, down going south from Maidenmouth.
1: So suddenly the M5 kind of there's a bit that's above the other bit and it's it yeah. sort of around a mountain kind of. I love that. Oh, the right, okay. Yeah. And
2: if, the, the m around well, I also, like, goes the, around the I also motor, like the out, M from. The M6 when you're going up towards Cumbria Scotland way because mm, you go yeah. through some absolutely gorgeous yeah. scenery. Yeah. Shap. Yeah.
0: You go through shap. You, you go, go, yeah, yeah,
2: through. yeah. You're going, you're going through them through them two big mountains yeah. just before you yeah. get to Bruff, I think it is, isn't it? Or yeah. Before you get to T Bay services. Yes, exactly. The M six yeah. goes yeah. that
1: far. I never knew that.
2: Do you have a favourite services? That's a that's awesome. I know, T Bay every tea single bay. Day. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. single day. The breakfasts at T Bay services yeah. are to die for. Well, they also run Gloucester services, oh. and that's my favourite. Oh, no, no, you yeah. see, we oh, were right.
1: talking about Gloucester services in the car because my children yeah. hate Gloucester <laughs> services because it doesn't With have passion.
2: any. It doesn't have. It doesn't a McDonald's, have, a, doesn't burger have a burger king. Oh, uh, like yeah, that. because they're independently exactly. run. They? It's, it's but, all, a, great, but they've great got farm, a, locally. Grown. Yeah, but you my... got a farm shop. Yeah, yeah, the farm shop. I
1: know, but I sometimes expensive. I just what? want a Diet Coke. I don't want Posho yeah. Coca-Cola that's been brewed in a farm. <laughs> I just want yeah. the so brand. That's Diet been
2: made Coke. with dandelions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. The oh,
1: and it looks like polycode.
2: T <laughs> bay services do the best haggis I've oh. ever eaten really? in my entire life. I love haggis yeah. absolutely i'd eat it every single day of the week but t-based services do their best
0: i have to ask you then i mean if you've been to scotland have you had square sausage where do you stand Square on? sausage yeah, 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 do you, yeah where do you stand i've on got that? a lot of
2: family who live up in Stirling way yeah um yeah. so we we spend quite a bit of time going up that way and there's this there's, there's this little um there's this little farm shop by where we by not far from my cousins just outside um just outside a little place called Camber's Baron. Yeah. Um, and it's got a little and they do all the square sausages and they do all the do all the black the, the black pudding that you get from there is um oh, I'm I'm drooling now. <laughs> I've
1: got you going? He's gonna go to Scotland <laughs> in a minute. I'm gonna have
2: to go and make the Mother's Day breakfast in a minute. So I'm just thinking black pudding for everybody. No one <laughs> yeah. else likes it except me. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not a
0: fan, are you?
1: Uh I don't eat black food really, like squid ink. It's weird.
2: <laughs> oh you're missing out. Squid ink <laughs> pasta is, the, is, well, it's just pasta, but it's just boss. No, yeah, I've different. had squid ink
1: pasta and I didn't like it. No.
2: No.
0: You, 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 pasta? Yeah, you, you have a sort of, <laughs> she has a much, much narrower palate than, the, the, than, than, than anyone so else. So, did
2: I, did I pass your random oh, yeah, question? Absolutely.
1: You did. That was a really yeah. good answer. Because I, I don't, you see, my, my dad is very knowledgeable about motorways. He always yeah. has been. When we were kids, we would just drive somewhere because it had an interesting motorway or he, we'd go to kill services for the day just oh, yeah. to watch the cars.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. But your son, uh, y- your youngest. Seriously, is... my dad, I'm laughing because my dad was the same. My dad was a bus driver, a lorry driver, and then he became a, a driver instructor. So cars were always a part of his life. So we'd do the same. We'd do the same. He'd just drive up and down a motorway and he'd be like, oh, look at that car. Oh, look at that car. Oh, look at that car. Ooh, yeah. Like keep, you your eyes on the, keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> was...
0: and, and your youngest sits in the back of a car on a big journey with the a- AA roadmaps.
1: You know? Yes, yeah, so my, my youngest son is, uh, he still is, he's fascinated with maps. He always uh, yeah. on a
0: train and he's sitting there with his AA roadmap <laughs> trying to figure out exactly where we are and where all we'll the land Well That's
2: not a bad thing. That was it. That's, no. that's a yeah. good little bit of curiosity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah he's definitely got that. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I tell you what, this has been an absolute pleasure. What a wonderful way to spend a Mother's Day morning! Uh, I hope Dave. I'm going to you know, get a breakfast. I've got to go and cook now.
2: Clubs now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not, hoping no one's they're going to. Yeah. Same so, problem no one's up even
1: here. So the three boys, I haven't seen them yet. So I'm starving. I think
0: they forgot. me too. <laughs> perfectly honest, they forgot. <laughs> You're
2: going to have to go back to bed to get your breakfast in bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, Dave, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for spending some time. It's, oh, well, thanks um, for having me. Where, and where can we find you, you, you again? If well, you never we ever were, had
2: a loss again,
1: oh <laughs> we, yeah, yourself. we could talk for hours, yeah. couldn't we? <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. face another
0: random question. But in terms of like finding <laughs> you online and and your books, where, where can I? I'm they all o-
2: all over Facebook. Um, I go onto Facebook as D E McCluskey because um, mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the name I write under. For my kids' books, I write under Dave McCluskey because obviously I don't want so a little kid going, "Oh, Seagull's Tale was good. Wonder what this." cracks about <laughs> like, no, 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 no. so I've, I've I've slightly changed my name so I've got D.E. McCluskey, I've got Dave McCluskey um, I'm all over Twitter, D.E. McCluskey1 um, I don't do Instagram or TikTok because I have no idea what that's all about uh, my kids keep t- keep saying that they're going to show me <laughs> they haven't yet um, but yeah so and Amazon I'm all over Amazon, Goodreads you know, I, I invite everybody to to follow me on Facebook and stuff like that. I try to I try to keep it clean. I try to keep it non political, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'm all over for uh, social media and stuff like that. Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm always up for an interview. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. For we really in. appreciate <laughs> it, and it's been yeah. a, a, well. Thanks a fun... for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed myself.
0: Thank you so much to Dave McCluskey for stepping in. It was a great fun interview.
1: I can't believe he immediately thought of his favourite motorway. I thought that would be a tough question. No,
0: (laughs) no. Sounds like he spends a fair bit of time on the motorways. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a real pleasure. And uh, uh, we're extremely grateful for him to step in. And uh, and join us, so it's been Mothering Sunday for you. you It has. Did you get special breakfast?
1: Um, yes. I had to wait a little bit, um, partly because the clocks changing meant that everybody was sleeping later, (laughs) and also because we had this ten a.m. podcast interview uh, this morning as we record this bit. Um, they they hadn't risen by then, so I thought I can't eat anything because I don't want to spoil it because I know they like to make me breakfast. So we did the podcast, and by the time we finished, I was starving. But I had the most perfect fried egg, grated cheese, barbecue sauce on one piece of buttered toast I've ever eaten. Oh! Cooked by my youngest Toby. So Toby, he's he's I he think some
0: assistance from his bigger brother.
1: But I think the sort of the finer details were him, weren't they? Oh, the yeah. Sort of the timing of the egg. I think he's going to be a good chef when he grows up. Well, there was.
0: <laughs> I overheard the debate, and uh, his eldest brother, Luke, he's eighteen, goes. Look, I've never fried an egg—not even five years. So uh, that's down to you, and Toby's going, "Oh, okay." And I and didn't step in. I mean, I made the coffee, but I I let them get on with it. Um, yeah, Toby said, well, "Right." Well, I, I I assumed because you're the bigger brother, you were going to take it on, but you know, it was hilarious. <laughs> so,
1: what what was Josh's role then?
0: Uh, he was still in bed. <laughs> he was wrapping a present, I think.
1: But they gave me some wonderful presents, I have to say. Big credit to them. So Luke is. He's—he always doubts his um, ability to think of good presents. So yeah. I always help, try and help him when it's for other people. But he bought me a gravy boat. I love
0: it. Yeah, it's very, very—it's very thoughtful. That was very imaginative. So also, it, also him not to forget gravy. Uh, you know,
1: <laughs> which and with, it's quite big as well, so I can yeah. make lots of gravy. It's
0: monster. I mean, it's like a. <laughs> Viking longboat gravy, but um, no, it's it's fabulous. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, we're busy again this week. I mean, we've got a lot of things to think about for London Book Fair, making sure our business cards are there, for one thing. Um, which we failed That's to your do. Job. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and I hate packing. And I hate packing so that we look business like because uh, I don't think anyone can get through London Book Fair day without looking fairly sweaty and bedraggled. To be perfectly honest.
1: Well, that's a normal look then for us.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's exciting. I'd also like to wish a happy birthday to not only my sister, who is 50, as I mentioned before, uh, but also my mother. They share a birthday. So this Tuesday, uh, I've lost count how I'm uh, 87, I think. <laughs> anyway, I hope to go and see her in her uh, care home, uh, which, uh, you know, it's never easy with these COVID times. Um, there have been long, long periods. Last year, I didn't get to see her for a birthday. Uh, all the year before that so it's um yeah it'd be nice to catch up with her so
1: were birthdays was that was that particular birthday a big celebration then when you were growing up you got two people in the family i, was,
0: <laughs> I know rachel's listening to this it was always a massive headache because I, I always by this point of the year i was broke and uh and i always i'd always wonder how i was going to afford to do anything um but yeah it was it was it was a big day, and you know, my, my sons are—you know—they have birthdays one day apart.
1: The so, same. Well, mine are two days apart. So,
0: right. So, I wonder
1: how common this is. Actually, no, I don't
0: know. I don't know. So, yeah, Ben and James. I mean, Ben's twenty-one this year, and James is eighteen this year. And uh, but they won't be in the country at the time, so uh, they're going to be away with the with my um, ex's family, uh, which is a shame. Shame. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on it because I'll start crying. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, right. Well, so next week. Uh, we are at London Book Fair. Do we have a, a guest lined up? For we do.
1: And again, as always, I can only remember his first name. He's called Guy. <laughs> I can't remember your surname, sorry.
0: Right. Guy is the guy. Next but he's week. a
1: musician as well as a writer. So I think that. Yeah. similar to the Dave... Interview today, but you know, I think that will yeah. be an interesting conversation. So
0: that'll be our edition on Monday of next week, and then we will do our specials Monday evening, Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening.
1: We are going to be so busy,
0: and maybe not Monday evening, actually, thinking about it because that's the rights conference, and that's yeah, going to take so us all day. But I think subsequent days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of London Book Fair, we're going to be gathering interviews, and I'm going to be busy editing. So uh, we'll look forward to that. But anyway, again, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to go to our website www.hobeck.net where you can find out details of all of our books. And indeed, we've got uh, a new audiobook out at the moment, not quite on Audible yet, but it will be shortly, I'm sure. And that is Swindled by S.E. Shepherd, and narrated by Ali Morgan. So uh, it's, it's terrific. Team Vincent. Team Vincent. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it from. Uh, the more subscribers, the better. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful and creative week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Hobcast from Hobec Books with Adrian Hobart and Rebecca Collins. You can find the show notes at our website, www.hobeck.net. You can also use the exclusive Hobcast discount code for any of the products at our Hobec online store. Just enter the code HOBCAST20 for a 20% discount. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and feel free to contact us with any feedback. Until next time, remember our motto, Trad Values, Indie Spirit.